The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com earnings right now. NetSuite.com earnings. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app, and BloombergRadio.com. Now, though, to a CEO interview. It's just over six months since the work-from-home guidance was lifted in the UK in the wake of the pandemic. Three-quarters of employers now do offer hybrid working, according to the health insurer Vitality. Britain's bosses say that work-from-home has helped productivity but means challenges in supporting staff with their health and well-being. This, of course, amid Britain's cost-of-living crisis and also a record 6.6 million people waiting for NHS hospital care in England. Joining us now, I'm pleased to say, is Vitality UK CEO Neville Cooperwit. Neville, welcome back to Bloomberg Radio. Thanks so much for coming on uh, again. It's about a year, actually, since our last conversation about health in the UK. So I actually wonder, kind of big picture, how does Vitality see our health in Britain having recovered from the pandemic? Uh, so thank you, Caroline, and, uh, and, and thanks for having me back. Um, I guess the uh, the research that we've conducted, which just to uh, uh, clarify, um, is a survey of over 300 uh, executives, as well as surveying uh, 2,000 UK office workers uh, to try gain more insights uh, around how the health of the nation is, uh, firstly, and the impact of, of hybrid work on uh, employee well-being. If I start with the health uh, um it's very much a mixed picture. The research shows uh, that uh, around a third say their mental health, fitness levels, nutrition and happiness has improved, uh, but almost the same number say they've seen these elements uh, decline. Um, from our own data, it wasn't until May 2022 uh, that we saw physical exercise levels get back to what they were pre-pandemic uh, within our uh, widership uh, uh, membership base. Um, so in terms of, of the actual health, it's, it's obviously very, very difficult to monitor. I think what's more important um, is this, uh, uh, this real head scratcher that everyone I think is grappling with around the, uh, uh, the impact of hybrid working on employee health and well-being. Um, and we, uh, <clears throat> we've seen some, uh, 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 a lot of variance or variability amongst how employers are actually dealing with this. But the one common theme is um, that uh, businesses uh, have to accept and are accepting this new way of working, but are really grappling uh, with how to execute it. Well, I mean, working from home presenting a, quite a lot of challenges now where hybrid is the the norm for so many workers as we've been saying 
what does that mean from your business's point of view? What are the changes that employees, employees, employers and employees are looking for in their services from a provider like Vitality? Well, I think the first thing is that we really are seeing the recalibration of the relationship between uh, employer and employee. Um, and uh, we've got to sort of understand fundamentally that the workplace is no longer a workplace, but rather be focusing on employees versus the workplace. Um, and what we're seeing is that, you know, the hybrid working model is, is has got some really, really positives uh, uh, to it. But also, we want to tread with caution in terms of the long-term effects uh, of making sure that people interact enough, especially around uh, their mental well-being, uh, physical activity. So it's getting the balance right. Um, and uh, what we're doing is, is and encouraging organizations to do is to use data to drive their decisions. Um, you know, a one size doesn't fit all. Uh, the, the real challenge that uh, organizations are facing is, is how managers are dealing with their, uh, with their staff in this hybrid working model. As I said, one size doesn't fit all. You need the data to understand uh, uh, each individual, mm-hmm. how we uh, 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 assist them in uh, uh, in their health and well-being. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's really, really fascinating, isn't it? Um, we are having to kind of embed uh, hybrid working models now. And, the, you know, all of that is sort of being decided as we speak. So I think that's fascinating. But on Vitality's business itself, you know, we're, we're just coming to the end of earnings season, Neville. Um, a lot of businesses talking about price pressures, input costs going up, wages in particular in Britain are rising. I mentioned the, the NHS too. Is your business under price pressure in order to kind of deliver the services that you do? Um, well, what we've tried very uh, uh, deliberately during the uh, the pandemic is actually keep our prices as low as possible. Um, and uh, fortunately, we, uh, uh, we've been able to manage uh, medical inflation at the levels that they, they have been. We are obviously concerned about going forward, uh, the input costs around medical services, and obviously, that has a direct impact on uh, on what people are going to be paying. But we've uh, uh, introduced a lot of initiatives and interventions that can actually help bring down the cost uh, of of healthcare, uh, and more importantly, also uh, um, created a significant shift to more primary care services like mental well-being services, virtual GP consultations uh, that can actually assist our members as well. What magnitude of price pressures are you facing from from input costs? At the moment, you know the uh, uh, medical inflation. It's typically always uh, uh, been above the uh, consumer price index, um, and a lot of that is due to the advances in medical technology and the introduction of new, more expensive uh, uh, interventions and drugs. Um, but we are trying desperately, as I said, to actually keep that uh, uh, that down. And it, it also takes time for this to trickle into the uh, uh, into the system. So we are expecting probably towards more towards the end of the year, beginning of next year, uh, hospitals increase their prices on an annual basis, um, drug companies, etc. Uh, all of the uh, the input costs will increase. Um, and I think there's also issues around uh, some challenges around supply of these uh, uh, from a supply perspective. Um, 
but we are desperately trying to keep ourselves at a medical inflation increase uh, um, that uh, that is manageable. It's very difficult to actually give a uh, give a number, but it certainly is going up. Um. On the mental health issue that you've raised, has mental health become worse over the pandemic um, or are we more aware of it given the kind of public attention? So it's it's actually, um, it's a great question because I think it's actually a tale of two cities in a way. I think, uh, as I said earlier, one size doesn't, uh, doesn't fit all. So we've actually seen people who have told us that their mental well-being has actually been improved because they've now been able to balance work and home and childcare and the likes thereof by having a hybrid working. Um, and that's probably typically more at a family level where uh, where people are interacting with their families, but they're spending more time with their families. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you know, you've got young uh, um, people coming into the workplace, possibly for the first time being a little bit isolated uh, and we certainly felt that and saw that where the conditions, you know, during lockdown were not great uh, uh, for people living on their own, cooped up in rooms, uh, uh, trying to uh, use that as their home, their office. So we saw a, quite a significant uh, uh, um, uh, increase in the uh, in the utilization of mental well-being benefits that we do offer. So mm. I guess it's uh, as I said. You know, it's uh, it's this really isn't a one size fits all, and that I think is what the biggest challenge that we're all facing with is how do we actually put interventions in place that cater for the entire workforce. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe weekday mornings at six a.m. on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.